Okay, welcome to the inaugural edition of Between Two Chains, a podcast where we'll bring you the best and brightest entrepreneurs and business owners in the Chambly and surrounding North DeKalb area and talk about their experiences. we got a great guest we're going to bring on here in a little bit, uh, Kim Fredrickson from Hello Gorgeous. But before we get started, I'd like to introduce our co-host, Jason Wheelock from Wheelock Properties and Realty. Jason, how are you? Hey, Van, what's going on, man? Oh, I'm just really excited about uh, this new podcast. And uh, I was talking with um, some of my other cohorts at uh, Oxygen Financial, and uh, we were talking about business and starting this podcast and entrepreneurs. And someone talked about how um, social media is so important to, to small business owners and uh, brought up how Facebook is changing their algorithm. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, I mean, I don't keep up with what Mark Zuckerberg's doing all the time, but I know that they've added a lot of challenges for small businesses, um, especially since they went public, right? I mean, they're a profit-driven company at this point. they got to please their shareholders. Yeah, so I'm not sure if you knew this. Uh, my my um, social media coordinator has let me know about the change in the algorithms. And yeah, you're right, they, they have to make uh, money. So apparently now, as a business owner, when you post stuff, um, you're going to see it more difficult to show up in people's feeds. And um, you're, you're going to have less public content being shown um, and, you know, less reach on what you've experienced in the past. Um, you know, have you done any social media posting where you've seen that it's not working now? Well, you know, my assistant, Kelly, she um, was happy to inform me that it wasn't because we were less popular, that people were not engaging my posts anymore. It was that Facebook isn't letting them see me, right? So I think I heard this number uh, in the range of maybe 10% or less of posts that are getting put on business pages or even in our personal news feeds actually are seen by the people that already follow us, right? So Facebook said, um, what, pony up, right? And we'll show your posts. Yeah, in fact, they, they came out with a quote that said, and I'll, I'll quote it directly from Facebook. It says, they want now to have posts that spark conversations and have meaningful interactions between people. Basically, they don't want you just going down your news feed and clicking like. They want you to actually make comments. And those that have more comments will show up in more mm. news feeds. So, you know, the question now becomes, you know, how do you get uh, your posts to get more comments? Well, you know, in our business, in the real estate business, um, everybody wants to be a social media star, right? Because that's how you can sell houses in your given area. Um, I find that the more you post about a house you sold or something you did in real estate, uh, the less engagement, right? People want to see cool, relevant content about what's happening in their community, right? How does this affect me? So I think the first rule of social media is how are you coming from contribution, right, to your audience? And how do you keep it light and fun? There was a social media expert who told me not long ago that you should treat Facebook like the backyard barbecue, right? Nobody comes to the backyard barbecue to hear drama. They don't come to hear super serious content, right? They want to maybe learn something fun and interesting and laugh a little bit, right? Yeah. In fact, um, what my social media expert is telling me is that um, video is going to be the key to Facebook going forward. 
Um, we need you, you need to post more video and you don't he said don't ask people to make comments that the Facebook algorithm actually will see that and push you aside if you are specifically saying please comment on this post yeah so well, um, more, more evolved, videos so and, we're gonna get a lot of comments I think if I'm putting out video because I usually do that, video. that dome is really hard to miss. <laughs> <laughs> video is the key from, from what my experts are saying. So anyways, um, let's uh, take a second to hear from our sponsor and we'll bring in our guest. Again, you're listening to Between Two Trains, a Shambly business podcast where we bring the best and brightest entrepreneurs of the area to come talk to us. Today, we'll be talking with Kim Fredrickson from Hello Gorgeous right after the words from our sponsor. If you recently got divorced, you may be wondering how to pick up all of the financial pieces. Is it time to make a new budget, new goals, and get a new game plan with your investments? What about the best way to save money on your taxes? Take control of your money future. Go to oxygenfinancial.net to schedule a complimentary meeting today. Go to oxygenfinancial.net to get started right now. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, an affiliate of Kestra Investment Services. Oxygen is not affiliated with Kestra. Okay, welcome back to Between Two Trains, a podcast where we'll bring the best and brightest business owners and entrepreneurs of the Shambly and North DeKalb area. Today, our guest is Kim Fredrickson from Hello Gorgeous. Kim, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Van? Nice to see you. We're glad you're here. So tell us a little bit about um, Hello Gorgeous. Uh, you, you've been in business now three years? Yeah, it was three years in October. And we uh, are a business that we started off with a boutique and a cafe. And now we have just switched to being just the boutique. We offer um, a wide selection of unique products. Uh, we're happy to be part of the community. We sell clothing, jewelry, candles. I know that Jason was interested in candles. Uh, we also sell greeting cards. We sell uh, lipstick, purses, a little bit of everything. I think of us as a outpost, a local oasis in Chambly. So um, you've sort of now three years into this have created a, a bit of a community around your customers. In fact, I, I've heard that you call them gorgeous friends. Is I, that right? That is right. Yes. Tell us about the gorgeous friends. Yes. Well, I, I really it's very important to me. Hello, gorgeous. I started it with the name because I think that people are entirely too hard on themselves about how they look. And so I wanted a place where people could come in and feel good right when they come in. And the best way to say that is when you look in a mirror, you say, it says, hello, gorgeous, back to you. So move, elaborating on that, I decided to call people hello, gorgeous friends. So when I communicate on Facebook, um, when I communicate on Instagram, I use the phrase hello, gorgeous friends, because I want people to feel good about themselves. You just mentioned uh, Instagram and, and Facebook, and before the break, we were talking about some of the changes that uh, that uh, Facebook is making to their algorithm. How, how important is Facebook to your business? Facebook is extremely important. Um, it was very important when we first opened because it was a way for us to show people what was happening uh, all every step along the way. 
Um, we have seen changes, just as Jason was discussing, where people used to be able to see our posts. Uh, now, though, since they've changed the algorithm, uh, we have people who live next door in a building uh, who don't know we're having an event the next day because Facebook limits what they see. So what I figured out how to do is to have people share the posts. So if someone like Jason is one of our Facebook friends, if he shares the post, that gets it out to more people. So I do ask people to share the posts. Great. I'm curious, uh, Kim, you have, I think many entrepreneurs sort of have this windy path to um, where they end up in business for themselves, right? And you have this really diverse resume. Looks like you lived uh, California, in addition to Georgia, had a wide variety of experiences as a teacher, um, restaurant, uh, jobs in various capacities, um, wholesale and retail. So what was kind of the genesis of all this experience leading to the business here in Chambly? Well, it came together as um, I grew up, I guess. I figured out that I have this variety of experience and I thought, how can I put this together in a way that makes sense for me and my lifestyle and also fill a niche in the community? So when I realized as a wholesaler and a person who worked in retail and in the restaurant business that there weren't a lot of places which combined a boutique and let's say a place you can get a cup of coffee, I decided to put that together into one place. So I think variety is the spice of life. So I think that having a business that shows that, uh, that probably was the genesis. And what do you think was the biggest lesson that you've learned as a business owner, an entrepreneur, right? Business owners, my parents were, right? Back right, in the eighties. That, well, that's your father's word. Yeah, it was self-employed. Right. And then it was- uh, Today it's entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, so it's getting cooler. And um, So as an entrepreneur, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned and you would tell anybody else thinking about starting in business for themselves? It's a very good question. I think it's extremely important to be true to who you are and to be true to what you believe in and what you want to offer the community. I think that when I've tried to purchase items for the store that I think people want. Uh, for example, I, we sell shoes and I sell whimsical shoes that actually smell like Barbies and they're made of plastic and they're vegan and they're pink and sparkly. Vegan shoes? Vegan shoes. Don't eat them, but you could if you wanted to. And they are recyclable. But I carried those shoes and then I thought, well, maybe those are too wild. Those are too whimsical. I should buy something that's more traditional, more conservative. I bought some things that were more traditional and more conservative, could not sell them at all because people came in and told me they wanted the whimsy. They, wa they wanted the whimsy. So I think it's really important to be true to who you are and believe in what you're doing and continue on your path and be flexible, but be true to who you are and keep your vision clear in your head. So you mentioned uh, at one point y'all were a full service restaurant and now you're just doing coffee and, and uh, pastries and whatnot. So, you know, was there anything that 
caused you to pull back from that? Did you find that the restaurant wasn't, you know, a profit, you know, center for you? Or, you know, what was the reason for the change? The reason for the change is we started out with a real clear idea that the boutique and the cafe would balance each other out. Because if, you know, let's say you're friend wanted to go shopping and you wanted to eat, you could go there and you could accomplish both tasks. Uh, what we found after three years of a great group of chefs that we worked with and a great support from the community for breakfast and lunch was that it just wasn't consistent enough um, to warrant uh, the space being used for a restaurant. Uh, we love doing it. We appreciate everybody who supported us and we had a great group of people helping us with it. But what I discovered business-wise was that the boutique was pulling it in on its own. Uh, we, the balance was, was always there for the first three years, but then I started to see that it was leaning towards the retail. People have a lot of choices of where they can eat, where they can shop, how they can shop, and I wanted to really create a place that was an in-person experience that's community-oriented, fun, and upbeat. So that's where I'm putting my energy now. Okay. Okay. Well, at this point of the show, we like to have a little fun, and we are going to play a game, and uh, it's going to be called Hot or Not. Have you ever heard of Hot or Not? I haven't. All um, right. So here, here's what Hot or Not is. We're going to come up with a couple of statements, and you have to tell us if that is a hot thing to do, or maybe you really shouldn't be doing that, you know, stay away for it, not so hot. So This isn't the dating game. I'm this is not the dating game. game. Unfortunately, Kim, yeah. we don't have uh, any parting gifts for hot or not, but uh, we'll have some fun with it, and uh, we'll we'll see uh, what what you think is hot or not. So I'll, I'll start us off with hiring family members. Ooh. Is that hot or not? Is it a good idea to hire family members or not? I actually think it's hot actually, if it's the right family member. Uh, I work with my husband uh, occasionally. He can't stand it. Uh -huh. um, he likes to be the, the behind-the-scenes man. Um, I've hired both my daughters in the past. One of them loves to work with me. The other one says I drive her crazy. So it really depends on your family member. So I would say it's hot most of the time. Yeah. So you hire a family member well, in your business? <laughs> Um, if my girlfriend counts, then yes. Um, and it's the only way to reasonably um, date people that are working for you, right? <laughs> um, on a ser more serious note, Kim, I think is correct in that um, you need to ask me which family member you're talking about if that answer's hot or not, because there's some people that you probably don't want to go down that rabbit hole, right? Okay. So. Yeah. You want me to take this next yeah, one? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. You got a hot or not for Kim? Yeah. I mean, this is sort of continuing on the same trend here. Date or marry an entrepreneur. Ben and I had a very good discussion about this yeah, last we've week. We talked about this before. Yeah. Hmm. Date or marry an entrepreneur. So the choice is to date or to marry you, or? Yeah, date you, or marry. Would you do it or would you not? Would marry. Hot or so, not. you know, uh, if you had to unwind it and do it again, would you? I definitely would date and or marry an entrepreneur. Uh, speaking as an entrepreneur, we're definitely not traditionally uh, boring. We're always thinking of new things to do, new ways to do it uh, in business and in our daily life. So if you like adventure and if you like inconsistency and uh, a good 
artistic experience, do oh, it. Spontaneity. Spontaneity. Yes. That's Very the word. Good. Spontaneity. Yeah. If you like spontaneity and impulsiveness, right. go for it. You like stability in a tubby right? <laughs> just, that's just such old hat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's old hat. So I'd say hot. hot. Hi, Mom. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think it is hot to, you know, I, I, being an entrepreneur myself and I've talked with my wife about this and yeah, she, she likes where I'm at as an entrepreneur. She would rather me do what I do than go to some nine to five bank job. So um, <clears throat> another hot or not uh, I'm going to throw out to you is um, paying bonuses to employees. You know, is that something you think is a hot thing to do or you know, maybe not so hot. Actually, I think um, it is hot to give your employees a bonus uh, if and when it's warranted. In my business, it's really important that everybody feels a part of the team. We are, because of Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter, everybody knows who works at Hello Gorgeous. I want them to feel a part of the team. And so Sometimes as an incentive and as a way of saying thank you for putting more energy into this project, I would give a bonus. You uh, just said something that I want to take us a little bit off of the hot or not game for a second. You know, so would you then go a step further and offer those employees any ownership in the company or that's not so hot? Well, it's an interesting thought. Maybe. Hole here, um, uh, yeah, I'm it, sorry. I'm going to take you down that well, road. Well, it's okay. If I actually, if, well, one of the employees that I'd love to do that with is one of my daughters. Um, one of my other employees, I, there's several of my employees I would love to be able to do that with. The tricky thing, though, is because I hire people part time, most of them are students, they do other jobs. So it would have to be something that worked out in, in both of our best interests. But I think that. It's like, I guess, what Publix does, right? Ownership. Mm-hmm. I think I actually love shopping at Publix because I know that the people who work there, oh, they have ownership of what's happening. I think that's a good quality. You know, it's interesting because um, this I think this topic, Van, is kind of a complex one, right? Because I actually did bad groceries at Publix in high school, so claim to fame right there. Um, bonuses are great, but I don't know if it's never are bonuses enough, right? Because people are motivated by different things. Um, I know that uh, some people, especially people in sales roles are definitely most motivated by money, right? So the prospect of getting a huge bonus generally drives work. For many people, it's stability, being a part of something. So if it's only a bonus that's incentivizing somebody, that may not be enough to retain the best people. So I'm going to go with hot on bonuses, but I also think that you were speaking to the team and culture and that belonging piece. And without that, bonuses may not be enough. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, you have to feel that you're part of something and that you know the mission that you're trying to accomplish every day when you go right. to work. I, that's who I hire. I'm with you, Kim. We're uh, talking with Kim Fred. Kim Fredrickson from Hello Gorgeous on uh, Between Two Trains, and we're playing a fun game, Hot or Not. Uh, Jason, you got uh, another Hot or Not for Kim? Yes, promoting from within or going outside for talent. Hot or not on that? 
Does that even apply, Kim? Is that yeah? Actually, it does. I, I because I'm in the fashion industry, uh, as they say, there are lots of people who have fashion merchandising degrees that I've considered if they ever became available to hire them. But at the same time, you want to really focus on the culture of people that you're working with in the store. So I guess that's not so hot. Not so hot. I would prefer to really work with people from within my culture, of my community of, of staff and team members, because I've seen them do amazing things in the store and then beyond. And that to me is really awesome. Have you, did, I know you're only three years in, have you had any of your hello, gorgeous friends, customers uh, turn into employees? Yet? Yes. yes I have. So they came actually, in to shop mm -hmm. and then they just didn't go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two of them actually. Yeah. Two of them. One of them for, actually the two have been working with me for uh, about a year and a half now. I want to ask one last uh, hot or not. To me, this is an important one as a financial planner. I talk with business owners all the time about this, and that is having a business plan. Is that a hot thing or not? So that's a complicated question. <laughs> as an entrepreneur, a spontaneous person, business plans used to, used to make me get very stressed. But it is a realistic part of owning a business. You need to have a business plan. You got to do it when you go for loans. You got to do it when you go to present your business plan to an investor. And when you first started, did you do that or did you just jump in the business? No, I, I, I had to do that. Yeah, I didn't want to. It was I'm an artist too, a self-taught artist. So it's totally against my natural state of being. But I did it and it made a difference because the other thing that happens is when you make a business plan, you actually have to hold yourself accountable to it as well. So I think it's not something I would say is hot, but I think it has to be hot if you're going to be an entrepreneur business person. This is an interesting um, or is relatable to an interesting stat that was given to me last year, which is that, would you agree, guys, business plans are kind of like writing goals down, right? Yeah. In a sense, yeah. and that written goals when businesses had them in a transparent on paper or on the wall uh, type of display were over 80% more likely to be executed on an annual basis. That was a pretty powerful stat, right? Yeah. yeah. So a vision wall, right? You have a vision, a vision wall? wall. We have a vision wall, but we also just have a very written plan, right? And it just sort of defines where everybody's going in the business um, this year and what we're all doing to support the business. But that aside, I just thought that stat, because to me, it came naturally, right? I'm, I'm pretty systemized, but um, that's a pretty dramatic stat for any entrepreneur out there. Well, Kim, thank you for playing hot or not. Um, now, I understand there's a couple of um, events you got uh, later this week, maybe one tomorrow, one on Friday. What's going on this week? Thanks for asking, man. Uh, yes, tomorrow, Thursday, February 8th, from 5 till 9 p.m., we're having the Great Galentine's Day Party, which is a free event. Bring your friend, your gal pals, to come celebrate Galentine's Day. Uh, we're going to have sips and snacks, as we always do at all our events. We'll also have some art projects and we'll have fun fashion going on. It's a free, fun thing to do if you'd like to come. And then Friday, February 9th, 
we are working with a local jewelry designer, Green End Designs. Katie will be teaching a bracelet making class. That's from 7 to 9 on Friday, February 9th. It's $30 a person. She provides all the materials, all the instruction. We'll have a treat, as we always do, so you can come create your own bracelet. Great. Well, thank you again for coming on the show, Kim. Uh, this is Between Two Trains, a business podcast where we interview the best and brightest entrepreneurs in the Shambly and surrounding DeKalb uh, area. I'm one of your co-hosts, Van Pappas, and uh, my other co-host, Jason Willock. Jason, thanks for uh, coming on the show with us. And uh, you can find us on SoundCloud and uh, on BetweenTwoTrains.com. And uh, look for us twice a month. Uh, we will be bringing you future uh, business owners from the area. And uh, thank you for listening.